Hey guys, you got a home improvement job that you've just been putting off that you need to get done for fear of maybe like you don't have the right materials, you don't got the DIY to be able to do it yourself, you don't have the manpower to do it, then look no further. My buddy Chris Jackson at C. Jackson Contractors, he's got you covered. That's right. I've known Chris for about 15 years now, and I got to tell you, I knew right then that that guy was going to be at the top of his field once he got involved and got things rolling. You know how I know? We would be hanging out on the weekends in the summertime. Drinking beers, playing wiffle ball, throwing horseshoes, having barbecues. You know, as the guys do. And I would always look around, and Chris wasn't there. i go, hey, where's Chris at? Like, oh, yeah, he's uh, he's remodeling a kitchen for somebody. He's doing a side job. He would do that on Saturday and Sunday. He worked 50, 60 hours a week on his job. Then he would come out and do side jobs on the weekend. And I'm talking about second to none, top quality, unbelievable craftsmanship. This stuff will blow your mind. All you got to do is go to his website at cjacksoncontractors.com just to see what i'm talking about i mean i'm talking this guy's got custom design general and custom carpentry building cabinetry handmade tables and benches those are really high-end too high-end home bars elegant staircases anything that you can dream up if this it's chris's dream to make your dream come true right one call to chris and he's basically going to weed out all those shady contractors who are going to do a shitty job and overcharge you when you, get, when you get Chris Jackson, you know exactly what you're paying for because you're going to get top quality, top shelf experience. Trust me, I guarantee it. So, again, oh, by the way, this guy took a house in Fox Chase, his house that he lives in now. This thing was almost at the point of being condemned, and he turned it into a modern-day cathedral. This guy is brilliant, he's talented, he's hardworking, and he's a class act. You got to go check out my buddy, Action Jackson, Chris Jackson. Call Chris, cjacksoncontractors.com. Tell him I sent you. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it's time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, October 10th, 2021. What's going on out there on this gloomy Sunday? Eagles are getting their ass kicked, and I think it's fucking over already. Week five, <laughs> just fucking pack it in. This team stinks. Um, anyway, sometimes, every now and again, not every time, as a matter of fact, on the last one, uh, the opening song that I select has something to do with what I'm going to talk about. Last week I uh, did, what was it, Money for Nothing by Dire Straits. And it was a real quick clip, you know, just because of all the Ben Simmons drama that's going on. I just wanted to accentuate the fact that, you know, he wants money for nothing because he's sitting on his fucking ass right now. Anyway, uh, unless you guys have been living on the moon for the last 25 years, as you know, that was the opening theme for The Sopranos, which to me, again, still the best show ever. You know, I thought Breaking Bad was great, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't hold a candle to Sopranos. It, to me, that show's just fantastic. And so 
Uh, I wanted to talk briefly about the the Many Saints in Newark because I saw it last week. I saw it on Friday, and uh, I'm in the minority of people who like it. And there's there's a lot of reasons why why people don't like it. I get it, but if you were a fan of The Sopranos and you didn't like that movie, I I, I question your your knowledge in cinema. <laughs> no, the two major complaints of that movie from people were one they expected it to be about Tony Soprano, and that's where you're wrong right out of the gate. You know what I mean? Like the reason why the title was The Many Saints in Newark is because it teaches you the generation before the actual show. And you start to learn about what they did back in the day. You know, Junior wasn't always an old man. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, it, it's like, you know, Tony was 15. What did you think he was going to be? John Gotti in the movie? Now, they show him holding up a, a Mr. Softy truck and getting into teenage shenanigans. But that's what you do at 15 years old. You know? Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's centered around Dickie Moltisanti. And if you go into the movie with that mentality, you'll enjoy it a lot more. The other thing is, and this is what bothers me. People had a real problem with the casting of that movie, and I thought they did a fantastic job. Now, if you look at the, the, the actual show, George Ann Walken, Christopher Walken's wife, was the one who did the casting for the show. I'm not sure who did the casting for this, but I thought they did a great job. I think people were just expecting too much because, again, it's the, it's the social media and, and the Hollywood hype machine. They've been hyping this movie up for three fucking years, and people are expecting The Godfather, and it's just not that's not what it's going to be. You know, um... But why do you have a problem with the casting? Like, not everybody in The Sopranos has a 15-year-old son that looks exactly like them. You know, Michael Gandolfini, yeah, he looks just like James Gandolfini as, as a younger version of him. But you're not going to find, you know, people who look exactly like Silvio Dante or, or, or Paul Gualtieri or, you know, any of that shit. You know, and I thought they did a fine job. I thought Junior <laughs> Junior was great. There was the one scene, it's not a spoiler, but it <laughs> it's the one the one scene where he's coming out of the funeral home and it's raining and he slips on the steps and he falls on his back and it reminds me of the one scene. He says the same exact thing, as a matter of fact, when he's shaving in the shower. It was like season one or season two and he falls on his back and he said the same thing. Your sister's cunt! <laughs> But anyway, I will say the plot was a little busy. You know, it was, it, and you know, it was there was a lot to cram in two hours, and I think they should make a series out of it. You know what I mean? You know, I think it would be a great thing to make a series from like the time Tony's like twenty up until you know the ducks in the pool in the first episode. If they did a series for that, I think it would be fantastic, and 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 how he came up and all that. But I mean, you got to go into this going. It's not about Tony Soprano. And it, it's centered around Dicky Moltisanti and his crew. If you go into it like that, you'll really enjoy it. And you'll really enjoy, if you've seen the show enough, the references to the show are great. Uh, they're, they're just fantastic. So I have a ton of shit to get to today. And I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to you know piece it all together because there's certain ones that there's certain like stories that come from like the same trip but have two completely different, you know, plots you know what i mean so i'll try and navigate through this the best way that i can now you guys know for a fact um i hate the way people behave in public i hate it you know what i mean i i just i don't understand how how people can be so gullible and just so oblivious to the fact that they're not the only ones in the room i went to giant uh it was this was about a, a week ago week and a half ago and I only had to get a few select items. It wasn't like I had to fill a cart. You know, I just had to get some fill-in items and, uh, you know, and, and go. So, you know, if I have a full cart full of shit, right, 
I'll go to the cashier and have them ring me out, and then I'll I'll stand at the end and I'll bag the shit unless they got a bagger. You know what I mean? But I'll help. Them. Yeah, I'll help you out. You know what I'm saying? I'm a classy guy, right? So, um, I didn't have enough. I I didn't even have like more than six items. I had one of those baskets. You know what I mean? Not nothing nothing to write home about. So I'll go check myself out. You know what I mean? Now, self checkout is basically like another version of 15 items or less. You know what I mean? If you got a full shopping cart full of shit and you ring yourself out on that self-checkout fucking thing, you are a jerk-off. All right? You're a fucking jerk-off. Because there's only two, like, bag racks on each register. And sooner or later, you're going to have to fucking, you know, you have so much shit, you're going to have to start putting it on the ground. You're going to have to start putting it all over the fucking place. And what happens? The, 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 the computer says... Please re-put the bag on the thing. And then the guy's got to put his hand up, and then he's got to get assistance and the whole fucking... It's like, you're, you are just a fucking real jagaloon. All right, there's always a guy sitting there with, like, some artichokes going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, so, you know, yeah, if you have self-checkout, but, like, count your fucking items. Don't, you know, don't be the problem, right? This fucking guy, I, I, I couldn't believe it. I could, well, I could believe it, because, again, and I say this every fucking show... Humanity never ceases to disappoint me, right? This guy had a, a cart full. I'm not talking about like the bottom of the cart was covered. This guy, it was up to, it was almost overflowing, right? And it was overflowing with produce. Nothing else. I mean, the guy had like, I swear, I swear to God, he had like, he had like 30 cucumbers in there. It was like a whole dick farm in his fucking shopping cart, you know? pumpkins and fucking uh, cantaloupe and all this other nonsense like first of all why are you getting that a giant second of all this fucker didn't he had <laughs> he didn't like weigh or bag and tag his shit right so if you got cucumbers right you take as many that can fit into one of those fucking plastic bags you put like say six in there right you weigh it you hit the button of what it is and the ticket spits out with a barcode on it this way if you're going to go ring yourself up or the cashier is going to ring you up there's no problems it's smooth right did he do that no he brings 30 loose fucking cucumbers and all the other loose shit right and di didn't take the time you know he just you know again all the air in the room is is for is for certain people i guess he, 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 listen, you're not going to buy that much produce in a motherfucking supermarket and tell me that, you know, you didn't know that there's like a scale. We weren't properly trained on this machine. You know what I mean? So instead of doing it where you're supposed to, he's like, oh, fuck that. I'll just do it when I get up to the fucking thing. Oh, okay, good. So you don't have a bag, you don't have a barcode, you got nothing. So what do you got to do? You got to start doing work. You got to start plugging shit in to the to the screen like oh what produce oh what was it was it bread was it pick what the, the fuck and you gotta pick out what it was and then they then there's a malfunction in the fucking screen and the hand goes up again they gotta come out i was i was there was steam coming out of my ears watching this guy because like there was a line it wasn't like there was nobody there like every single one now you're gonna have one of those registers occupied now for the next 45 minutes because you're a selfish fucking douchebag and really you don't realize it would have been way easier if you would have actually... Like, when is there a line at the scales for produce? Never. There's like five scales in there. You just go, take your fucking cart full of shit, and I have no idea what you were doing with all this produce. I don't know what you were trying to do. But you bag it, you tag it. This way, when you go up to the register, it's just beep, 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 and put it right the fuck... No, this guy's got to bring loose fucking produce like a, like a fucking 
dickbag. <sighs> I can't stand that shit. I, I just, I can't stand it. You know what I'm saying? All the air in the room. You know what I mean? And, and everybody's fucking looking at him. You know what I mean? So anyway, this is how it kind of mixes in with the same trip, but a different plot. So I, I leave the giant now. You know, I'm, I'm trying to just trying to settle down because that guy just he just really pissed me the fuck off so i'm leaving that um i'm leaving that the shopping the the, you know the strip mall and i look in there's a pizza place in the same strip mall right so i look in because i'm always looking for like new pizza you know me i'm a pizza connoisseur right so i look in and it's a place that has slices now i wasn't going to go in there right then but i'm just going to put it in my you know i'm going to put it in the bank for later Usually, if places sell slices, they're, they're, they're pretty decent. They, you know, they kind of know what they're doing. You know what I mean? But I look up at the sign, right? And it was called Paradise Pizza. Now, I have a rule about pizza, right? Like, I need, like, I can't have Paradise Pizza or, or Pizza Star or, or All-Star Pizza. I need, like, I need Luigi's, or I need Salvatore's, or I need Dominic's. You know what I mean? Like, I need an Italian name in front of that pizza. You know what I mean? So, um, when I first moved here, you know, you're always looking for, like, the best pizza in the area. And me being here in Norristown, like, there's really options are few and far between. And the best pizzas in this area are, they don't hold a candle to, to, to other ones that are in the city and, you know, and, and shit like that. You're just trying to find the best pizza in that area. The best pizza of all the shittiest pizza that's around. So I had one because when I first moved here, I just used the place we went to at work. It's called Little Sicily, and it's pretty good. I mean, you know, for around here, it's probably the best you're going to get, you know, but it's tolerable. It's like it's not, it's not, you know, it's just, it's good pizza. It's all it is. Nothing to write home about. I found a place down the street called Nona Rosa in Bridgeport, too, which which is, I think, is slightly better than, than Little Sicily. So they've been my two go-tos. Not that I get pizza that much. I usually get it like once a month. Um or maybe twice a month, if that. So um, so now, like, I'm not just going to sit there and guess shit no more. I'm going by, like, online. Usually, I can look at a picture of a pizza and tell you if it's going to be good or not. You know, but sometimes they don't have enough, like, you know, like like pictures that you can tell. So you got to go to the reviews. Now, this is where I'm annoyed, okay? People, stop doing reviews on, on, on fucking pizza. Please, stop doing it. Because none of you know what the fuck you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like Dave Portnoy, everybody knows I can't stand that fuck, right? And he keeps it safe. He goes to all the best places and keeps his score between seven and nine, and he lives in his safe little land to the point where he's got his minions that'll believe any fucking word that he says, you know? Oh, Frank, Frankie, it's got good flop. Oh, it's got great flop. It's got nice crisp. You know, good undercarriage, Frankie. Yeah, go undercarriage your fucking sister. <laughs> you fucking dickhead. Anyway. You know, he gets away with it because he has a following and whatever, and he, he goes to famous places and, and, and keeps it safe. He's never going to go to paradise fucking pizza. You know what I'm saying? Because he, he ain't going to know which way is up when he fucking gets there. So I had three places that were in that general vicinity that I'm like, all right, you know, next time I get pizza, I'll go and try each one of these. Now, the one, I didn't even plan on getting pizza. This is back when I was getting takeout in the summertime because it gets too fucking hot to cook in here. So I get takeout from them. So there's this place called Nippers Bar. It's like Nippers Pub, whatever the fuck it is. And I'm like, you know, I'm looking at the menu. I had, I did not have pizza in my mind at all. You know, I was just looking for some kind of like bar food or whatever they, you know, whatever their good shit is. So I go to the reviews. There's like 52 reviews and they're all about their pizza. And I'm like, it's bar pizza. Like, 
pizza fits in certain categories. You know, there's there's bar pizza, there's boardwalk pizza, there's neighborhood pizza. There's you know, like there's a, a lot of different types of you know, and like bar pizza is exactly what it is. It seems good because you're drunk when you're eating it, but it's not coming out of a real pizza oven. It's just you know, like some you know sad version of a convection oven. They stick this shit in. So I'm reading the review. Best pizza in the area, hands down. They love to say hands down. Everybody likes to say hands down. Hands down, it's the best pizza in your fucking UK. I'm like, it's a bar. All right, maybe maybe they're one of those bars because there's a few exceptions where bars will have a real pizza oven and they got something that's like a, a hidden treasure. So I go in there, I get the fucking pizza. I bring it home. What is it? It's a bar pizza. You people doing these reviews, like you guys, it's it's like you grew up on one pizza your entire life and you've been to maybe three. <laughs> You know what I mean? And to you, that's the best pizza hands down in the fucking area, but it ain't. Okay. Next one, a couple doors down from this joint, and it's called Gino's Pizzeria and Restaurant. Now, that's again, it's like a Luigi's, it's like a diamond, like I was saying. And there's a there's a Gino's, not the same one, but there's a Gino's in Mayfair, which fucking other than Maltesantis. Uh, <laughs> Do I got Sopranos on my mind? Montesini's. Uh, other than Montesini's, Gino's is the best, but Montesini's is the best. But anyway, so I'm like, okay. So I ordered a pizza. I walk in, and it smelled fantastic in there. It was like fucking, because it's like a sit-down joint, too. Like, you can get, you know, scampi and ravioli and meatballs and whatever the fuck. So I get the pizza. I take it home. It's average, you know? But the reviews, best pizza in the area, hands down. All right, with the hands down. Stick your hands up your ass, right? So... Um, and then the last one was that was that Paradise Pizza. And I again, the name didn't do nothing for me. But again, best pizza in the area. But, the, but this one guy had the audacity to say, best pizza. You ready for this? Best pizza in a 100-mile radius. Do you know what 100 miles is, guy? Do you, like, it's not 100 yards you're talking about, you're trying to tell me a Paradise Pizza in Jeffersonville, PA, is better than anything in all of New York City or Philadelphia? You should be barred from eating pizza ever to fuck again. So here's my thing, okay? I get it. You know, everybody nowadays online, everybody need, they need to be heard. Everybody needs to have their voice. Oh, I'm going to do a review on this. I'm going to do a review. Do me a favor, all right? Eat your pizza and shut the fuck up. Because you got, you have no, like, you know, like you're swaying people. All right. Shut up. You shut up. Sit down. Shut the fuck up. To go and, and buy shit. You know what I mean? So that's the, that's the rough part of like trying to find pizza and like, you know, you got to do it on your own because like people just don't know. And I'm not, like, who the fuck am I? Right. I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that like my judgment's better than anybody else's, but I know good pizza when I see it and I know good pizza when I have it. You know, and when I'm when I'm hearing best pizza hands down, when I'm hearing that, I'm expecting fucking Tacanelli's, and you bring me Paradise fucking pizza and Nippers Pub. Fucking why? <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? What the fuck, man? And, and you know, it's again a lot of that has to do with social media, and I do have a story uh, to get into for that because you know obviously facebook and instagram were down for six hours and there's something behind it and i'm going to tell you on the other side because i'm up against a break so make sure you keep it locked right here on the c-rod podcast stick around hey 
Hey guys, spring is in the air and you know what that means. The weather's breaking. Everybody's in a better mood. They're having get togethers or having parties. And you were getting into that season where you have those uh, seasonal birthday parties. You have the block parties, you know, wedding rehearsals, whatever it is. And if you're the one hosting these things, it's always a constant worry, right? How many people are going to come? You know, what am I going to do for food? You know, and then here's what ends up happening. Okay. You go out to the supermarket, you get a whole shit ton of food and you spend the whole entire day behind in the, in the kitchen or behind the grill. And, and there's no way that you can go around to all of your guests and make sure that they're having the experience that you wanted to line up for them. So look no further. You're not going to do the food. You know what you're going to do? You're going to call my buddy Bob at La Familia Homemade Meatballs, LLC. Him and his sister, Renee, it has always been their dream to open up a catering business in honor of their late mother, Maria. Okay. She was the one. You know, with the, with, the, with the Sunday dinner, all the Italian recipes. They're going to share their homemade mother's Italian recipes with you. Okay, I'm talking meatballs. I'm talking sausage and peppers. I'm talking baked ziti, lasagna, chicken parm, hot roast beef, all kinds of stuff. Italian pulled pork. And it's Oh, God, it's fantastic. This guy's food is absolutely phenomenal. And he just does it out of the goodness of his heart. This is, he just wants to share his family's recipes. Him and Renee, his sister, want to share those recipes with you. So if you're hosting one of these parties, don't be that person, okay, that, had, that, that, that spends the day, you know, making all kinds of different things you can't put the love into because you're just worried about what's going on, you know, and you're, and you're spending the day, like I said, behind, behind an oven, behind a grill, whatever it is. Let Bob and Renee do the cooking for you. You don't have to worry about cleaning up. You don't have to worry about, you know, uh, or people even enjoying the food. You're not going to have to worry about 17 pounds of leftovers that you have no idea what to do with. Any kind of party that you have, he can cater it for you, okay? Half trays, whole trays. If you rent a hall and you need catering and you don't know who to hire because it's like, oh, my God, is it going to be what's going If you call Bob and Renee, I guarantee it is going to be a top-shelf experience, okay? And you just leave the cooking to them and enjoy your guests. Tend to your guests. Have a good time, all right? All you got to do is go to La Familia Homemade Meatballs LLC on Facebook. That's F-A-M-I-G-L-I-A, Homemade Meatballs LLC. Okay, you can see the whole gamut of what they got. They got a full menu. And if there's something that you want that's not on their menu, they're going to make it for you. And they're going to make it fantastic. You don't have to worry about nothing. And it's going to be extremely affordable. And you're probably going to spend way less than you do buying all that stuff and prepping it and all the time and all this. Just don't go through the headache. Call my buddy Bob. La Familia Homemade Meatballs LLC on Facebook. Contact them now. Tell them I sent you. Welcome back to the Sea Rod Podcast. Uh, next thing that I got to get into, I think I left a chunk out of the last segment, but that's n- neither here nor there. Um, did you ever have something, someone, or something in life that you just can't stand and it bothers the shit out of you? And then you know, like down the line, you find it bothering you, bothering you so much, and then you get you kind of get liberated, where you find out that like the masses feel the same way that you do. Did you ever get that? <laughs> Cause like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna open with that just to give you that idea. Okay. Now I am not an, uh, I'm not an avid watcher of Jeopardy, you know, unless there's a, a guy that's on there that's going on a run, you know, like 
Ken Jennings, it was fun to watch because that guy won like 70 fucking times, you know. And, um, you know, he was a dork, which, you know, most people that go on Jeopardy are. But he was, he was, he was like a likable dork. You know what I mean? And it was like, it, it was entertaining to watch. You were actually pulling for him to win every time. This fucking guy that's on here now, okay, he's won like 36 days in a row. He is, what's his name? Matt, Matt Imodium. Imodium? Is it Imodium? Imodium? No, Imodium's that, that fucking diarrhea pill. Come on, guy. Get with it. Nobody is named after diarrhea pills. It's Imodio, not Imodium. Do better. Oh, it's Imodio. Matt Imodio. <laughs> um, now, for me, right out of the gate, I didn't like this guy because, like, before he even opened his mouth, because he. He is a spitting image of somebody that I work with that I just can't I can't stand at all. You know what I mean? So like right there, that countertransference has just just ruined him for me. But the other thing is is the is just the way this guy is. First of all, first of all, his personality is like fucking cardboard. Okay, that's number one. Which that, that's neither here nor there either because you know, like I said, Jeopardy people, you know, a lot of them may be introverted and that's totally fine. But this guy's just like a, a rock, right? But the thing that pisses me off the most about him is that the way that he talks. Like, you would think that somebody's whispering in his ear, like, you have a word limit that you can't go over every day. So choose your words wisely because every word you go over the limit, it's 10 lashes. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's what you would just think because, okay, when you're playing Jeopardy, and usually, like, you know, brilliant people play Jeopardy, you know, like, not fucking mongoloids sign up for this fucking thing, right? This guy. Instead, like if, if the answer is a person, he won't say who is or whose. Every fucking answer, no matter what it is, person, place, or thing, he answers not what is, just what's. What's Smith? What's? It's 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 it, dude. It's the most annoying fucking thing. I I I can't. And like. Uh, Blossom, who's hosting the show, well, you guys probably know her as whatever she played on that Big Bang Theory, but Mayim Bialik, who's actually doing a, a, a fine job hosting Jeopardy. Um, you know, it's it's she, she does a very good job. The first week that she hosted um, of that season where he came back, I think he was on like day 19 or 20, you could tell she was getting annoyed with it because he, like, you know, like, all right. So there was one that was... Uh, 80s and 90s sitcom families, right? And you know when when the answer came up, they read it and it was like it was. I forget how they described it, but it was it was clearly The Simpsons, right? Now any normal fucking Jeopardy player would go, "Who are The Simpsons?" Right? Doesn't make doesn't that make sense? Who are The Simpsons? No, you know what he does? What Simpsons? Not even The Simpsons. Not who are The Simpsons? Not what are The Simpsons? What Simpsons? And you just want to punch him right in the throat. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then with people, he won't, he won't like give their first name. An example, there was one that was like, you know, there was a, an actress who started a studio that produced like sitcoms such as like Hill Street Blues and fucking something, whatever the fuck else. The answer is Mary Tyler Moore. You would figure, you know, any, any normal fucking person would go, who is Mary Tyler Moore? No, we get what's more. And me and Biak would get so fucking pissed off. Like the, she doesn't do it anymore. But the first week he'd be like, what's 
Moore. And she's like, yeah, who is Mary Tyler Moore? Yeah, pick again. Like, you could tell she was getting upset with it. And I'm like, okay, at least somebody's picking up on this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody knows how fucking observant I am. You know, I, I'll, I'll pick that shit right up. And then, like, they're, like, the categories. He can't even read the categories, like, in their full name. It'll be like, you know, uh, words that start with the letter V. Like, for, for 200. He won't say that. He'll go, V, 2, like, dude, like, are, seriously, are, being, are you being charged per word, you fucking jerk off? Unlike Ken Jennings, I watch this to see, like, who's going to beat the fucking guy. But nobody's going to, because first of all, he plays the game ass backwards, too. And that's another thing that pisses me off about this fucking dude. Like, he takes all the, the, the bottom answers first, like the big money, like the thousand and the two thousand. Like, he takes them first and goes back up. Now, as, as, as a home participant... <laughs> If you see a category that you think you may do well in, like, start like a normal person at the $200 fucking answer. Like, I got to warm up into the hard questions. No, he goes right to 2000 and, and And, like, I've never seen anything like it. Like, like, if people don't like him, you better get used to him because he's he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Like, by the, like midway through the first Jeopardy, not double Jeopardy, through first Jeopardy, he's got, like, 37 grand. Because he gets he, he has control of the board the entire time, and he gets the daily doubles and bets the fucking house. You know what I mean? And these people that they're running out there every week, I watched it the other fucking night. There, there was a woman in there that couldn't even participate in Final Jeopardy because she was in the red. And the other guy had like fucking twelve hundred. Like, what the fuck is that going to do? You know? Like, oh, well, let's go. Let's go to Kevin. Uh, you know, what did you have? Uh, you know, who was Julius Caesar? Oh, that's right. How much did you wager? 1200 that brings you to 2400 hours great great job now we go to our returning champion Matamodio, and what do you have oh julius caesar what did you wager Eighteen thousand. okay now you got sixty four thousand and twelve hundred dollars like there's no fucking chance why even play the final jeopardy you know and this guy's like not going anywhere anytime soon now the other thing that fucking bugs me is you know how, like, they get past the first commercial break and then they come back and they get to learn a little bit about the contestants, you know? Like, oh, he's a chef from fucking Hell's Kitchen or whatever the fuck. You know, and they'll try and find some little humorous thing. Like, oh, didn't you have a run-in with a police officer? Some bullshit that they fucking do, right? They get to this guy. First of all, like I told you, he's got the personality of a fucking garden slug. What are you going to find out about him after day fucking 36? You know? Well, let's go, Matt. Um, you know, we learned that in third grade you had uh, somewhat of an incident in your in your classroom with the teacher. Yeah, I was taking a nap and I woke up and I farted, but I shit myself. <laughs> like, what are you going to learn about this guy after thirty six fucking days? You know what I mean? But it is so 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 annoying. So what I opened with this 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 you know this little story was. If you get like satisfied, so I started seeing articles about him in like in my Google, you know, uh, like related searches and shit like that. And I'm reading, and they're going through back and forth. There was a, there were, first of all, the guy, not Ken Jennings, but the other guy who won like the most money, like keeps tweeting at at this guy Matt, and they're going back and forth, like insulting each other. It's actually kind of funny, but um, in in the paragraph I was reading, they were like, you know, while while people. You know, while people are tuning in to see, you know, what's going on with Matt Amodio. And then did you ever see like a hyperlink where like there's a part of a sentence that will like take you to another, you know, another backlink, 
you know, if, if you're interested in reading about that part. So anyway, the backlink said, however, there's, there is one thing about Matamodio that people are really complaining about on Twitter and, and across the internet. So at a hyperlink, I'm like, I got to fucking see this. So I click into the fucking thing, right? And it was exactly what the fuck annoyed me the most. That what? What? Everybody is annoyed with that. They're like, they're, they're like, it's like, they're like, he's so unwatchable because it's such, it's such an annoying thing. You know what I mean? Like when you're, when you're talking about a person, not, not who is John Smith, what Smith. It's so, and I, I was so gratified. I was so liberated at the fact that they're, and they, they were saying like in the masses, people were saying that they're like, they're like, people just can't get on board with this guy because of, of that. You know what I mean? And of course, he claps back with, "Well, that's how I play the game." Okay, good, good. Go fucking go, go jump off a bridge, guy. Seriously, I, I, it, like honestly, he, it really gets on my fucking nerves, and I'm glad everybody else saw it too. Speaking of the way people talk, <laughs> remember I was telling you last week about like how fucked up the the, the English language was, you know, with the plural of tooth and booth and all that other nonsense. You know, it got me to thinking because uh, you know, I uh, a, a friend of mine uh, that I haven't really seen in about a decade reached out to me recently. Uh, probably it was this was this was probably about a month ago, and uh, he was like, "Yo, dude, I just you know, I just listened to the podcast. I love it. You know, blah blah blah." And he was like, "You sound a little more Philly than I remember, but it's all good. It's it's funny. You know what I mean?" And I thought about it, and I was like, "You know, I thought I actually worked to to kick my Philly accent." You know what I mean? Like, and I guess there's probably certain little idiosyncrasies that that, that pro- probably still pop out that, you know, I sound Philly every once in a while. But, I, I, you know, like for the most part, I thought I got I kicked that, you know. But it got me to thinking because there was a girl I was seeing there for a minute that that, that had a, a, a thick Northeast accent, right? And it got me to thinking about, like, some of the terms that, that, that like, that, that they say versus like the rest of the world what they say and and me and my buddy tony talk about this all the fucking time but like i'm gonna give you a couple examples right now like the word payment right is more of like you know all right you got a bill you make a payment you know what i mean you got a balance you make a payment that's not what that means to them payment is what you walk on off the side of the street like get out of the street get on your payment so fucking funny right and then or, or so so the next one would be like the word tail right a tail is what you would think is an extension of an animal like a dog has a tail a horse has a tail you know um even girls have a ponytail you know what i mean no it's not that's not what it means in that you know what it means in that it's what you dry yourself off with when you get out of the shower or a pool yeah Yo, give me a tail <laughs> Oh my god! And then and then oh the best the best is when they cross words and they and they use them for the opposite meaning. Let me give you an example. Um, hold on, getting that buzz there again. Uh, all right, so all right, hold on. I don't know why that happened. Sorry about that. Anyway, so they'll cross terms, right? Like the word, the word, attic, and addict, right? If somebody's hooked on crack, they'll say, "Oh, that guy's a crack addict." But if they need, <laughs> if they need you to get like like something out of the attic, they'll say, "Yeah, can you bring me down the nice plates from the attic?" 
another one another one is uh ammonia and pneumonia right like there's a 10 year old kid and he's playing outside in 20 degree weather and he's not wearing a coat and he's running around what will, will they yell out the window to the kid come on in here put on your coat you're gonna get pneumonia But the cleaning agent, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I was mopping the floor and I think I used too much pneumonia. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. It's fucking great. You know what I mean? Uh, what else? Um, there was one more I was I was fucking thinking of. I, I, it may it, it may just oh oh now my dad says this and I thought that he was the only one. I'm like, how did he even come up with that? But then, then that girl I was seeing there for a minute said it one time. And I'm like, oh my god, that's not. <laughs> she's not the only. He's not the only one that says this this way. And it's not really. It's 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 a seldom used word, but the word fathom. Okay, like oh, I can't fathom how somebody could do this. You know what they say? I can't fathom. <laughs> I can't fathom. <laughs> the fucking phantom of the opera. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> Oh my god, last one. Um, my dad's girlfriend says this, and I've heard it from a few people, but I hear it from her more so than anybody else. They don't say chimney. They say chimley. C-H-I-M-L-E-Y. Chimley. What the fuck is a chimley? <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna stick on the subject of uh of of talking. <laughs> Meaning the the Jeopardy guy into the Philly accent and now into this. Because this is, again, this is another thing. All you guys know this. This whole, the, the whole woke thing just drives me crazy. All of it. You know what I mean? And, and and so far as to, you know, put labels on people for no reason whatsoever. I'll actually get into that in the Get Off My Lawn segment a little bit later. But this one came up. And this actually was a thing a while ago. I think this was announced a while ago, but I think they had to find a new guy. And I can't fucking believe the reason why this guy would actually give this job up. Okay, the guy um, in Family Guy that does the voice of Cleveland Brown and then did it for the actual show Cleveland. First of all, imagine how much money that guy must have made. You know what I mean? Just doing a show like it's a Family Guy, which is basically the, 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 you know, the Simpsons 2.0 as far as like longevity and running you know that show's been around for like 23 years you know but the guy came out like last year and resigned are you ready for this this is this is how woke people really have a grip on things he actually resigned from that job because he's white doing a black guy's voice in a cartoon it's a fucking cartoon you know what I'm saying like there are voice actors that is a thing you know what I mean? But like now, like the with the way the world's going, he's like, oh, I think it's racist if I, you know, if, if I continue doing this job. Racist? It's a fucking cartoon. Like, hey, hey, guys, I'm Cleveland Brown. You know what I mean? And now, 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 after 22 years, you're you're you you're you're feeling some type of way about it. How about how about 15 years ago when 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 you would say things like, hey, baby. How'd you like to go black and then have to make the difficult decision regarding whether or not to go back? You didn't think of that, you know, and resign back then? No, no. So what prompted this? 
you know, out of nowhere. Like you've been doing it for over 20 years and just now it's just popping into your head like this isn't right. I've been doing this for 20 years and I'm not even black. What the fuck does that have to do with the tea in China? Really? Seriously? What does that have to do? You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, is he, he's, this guy is such a racist. You know how racist this guy is? He's so racist that he's doing the voice of a black guy and he's white. Do you know how much money this guy makes to imitate a black guy? Do you get it? Is this not the most racist country that we live in ever? When is somebody going to stand up to this shit? Seriously. Like, seriously. You know what I mean? And that's going to be part of, again, that's going to be part of the get off my lawn fucking thing. And it's going to be part of that, the Facebook going down, which I actually told you I was going to say on the other side of the last break. But you get what I'm saying. That's a, and, and that segment's actually going to be blended in from, you know, like the Facebook side of things and then the woke side of things. And, and really, uh, stay tuned because I'm, go, I'm coming after the fucking letter police. I've had enough. I've had enough. So, uh, just give me a minute. And as I said, I usually don't put a commercial between, uh, you know, the, the the second and the third segment. Um, but I got I got a mix and master down this uh, this this side right here. So I'm going to come back uh, just a minute. It'll sound like two seconds to you guys with the get off my lawn segment for the week. Okay, but before I do get into that, I have one more one more thing thing to get into, uh, just for for time purposes. See how much time I have. Um, this has been an ongoing theme for like the last two episodes about people who sign up to do dumb shit, who people who, you know, like will willingly, you know, put themselves in harm's way or they can break their neck or be, end up becoming paralyzed. And I just don't understand. I understand. Listen, I understand that there's people out there that have this thirst for adventure and all this kind of stuff. But like, where do you draw the line? Really? You know what I mean? The first one is, and this is the dumbest thing ever, but it's for some reason has been leaking into Instagram reels. It's been a thing for a couple of years now, and I still never understood it. Have you ever seen the this this uh, this slapping competition where where people just stand there and put their arms by their waist, and another person winds up and one, two, and and fucking smack the shit out of the guy in the next Tuesday. What's that all about? Like, who's who actually says like, you know what, you know what I'd be good at getting the shit slapped out of me? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't understand it. You know what I mean? Like now, you like I understand there's people who you know who yearn for you know for like a contact sport and stuff like that. I taught MMA for 11 years. I was in it for a long time. You know, uh, whether you're boxing, MMA, football, whatever it is, I get it. And there's there's consequences on the other side that you you go into it understanding. But from a contact sport perspective, you know. Like, you get to defend yourself. That's basically the name of the game. You know, hit and not get hit. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's the way it is. But this fucking slap thing is the dumbest thing I've ever seen because you're you're voluntarily not defending yourself and you're going, like, yeah, slap me in the side of the ear as, as hard as you fucking can. It, it makes absolutely no sense. I just don't, I can't, I can't wrap my head around why people would actually sign up to fucking do that. And it's just, it's funny, man. Like, you'll see a 300-pound dude with like a, a, a 180 pound kid soaking wet, you know, and he smacks the fucking shit out of him. He knocks him off the fucking podium. It's like, what the fuck? Why are we doing this? The other one that's even worse though, which has been a thing for a long time too, and I still, I'll never understand this one either. Um, and the reason why I'm talking about this now is because I'm seeing this one guy on reels just giving me anxiety. You know, when your body changes one way or another every seven years you know whether it be one thing or another like 
You may I, like I'm the kind of guy that I think cilantro tastes like soap. You know, it's just like my 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 gland. It's just that's how it is, and a lot of people have that. But that can actually go away. Like I'm allergic to apples. You know, after a seven year period, that could go away. I'm not going to test it, but you know, last time I checked, I'm 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 allergic to apples, so I don't fucking eat them. Um, one thing that I developed, I think post forty, and I never had this problem before, but I I've developed a fear of heights, you know, uh, and, and not in the classical sense, meaning like if I'm, a, I'm on the top floor of a skyscraper and I'm looking out and looking at the view, I'm not affected by that whatsoever. If I'm at, if I'm in like the, the, the nosebleed section of a stadium, no problem. I, you know, I have no problem with that. What I have a problem with is where there's an actual real chance that I could fall 10 stories and plummet to my death. <laughs> you know what I mean? Meaning, like, if you're on, like, say you're on, like, a drawbridge that goes over, like, a, a canal and it's, like, 500 feet high and it's the only, like, you're walking across a drawbridge where you can easily fall the fuck off the thing and die, you know? Or, like, you're on a rooftop and the only thing separating you from plummeting to your death is, like, a railing that comes up to your waist. You know what I mean? And some of these people, like, I, I can't believe it. Like, they'll go, like, on a bridge, like, on an overpass and it's, like, 300 feet down to the water like it's a death drop. And they're sitting there on the ledge, like with their legs on the other side. Like, I just don't understand why, why, why people do that. But there's this thing called parkour. I'm sure you know what it is. And it's basically like Jackie Chan shit, where like, if you're on the third floor, you have to find an alternate way down, like the quickest possible way down, which includes fucking trying to be Spider Man. You know, where you're running on ledges and hanging off of this and doing a backflip off of that and bouncing off of this and like, oh, yeah, I made it to the ground from the third floor in 38 seconds. Good for you, guy. I took the elevator. I got down there in the same amount of time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, there's this one guy, I guess he's, I, I, and I don't even know what his handle is. I, I should have picked up on that before I did this segment, but this guy gives me fucking anxiety. As a matter of fact, he makes me very angry because he has no regard for human life whatsoever. This guy is going on like, He's walking on ledges of buildings that are like five stories high. And there's only like a foot and a half of width that he can walk on. It's almost like walking on a high beam. And he's just strolling down the thing with his hands in his pockets like it's no big deal. Big smile on his face. Ha, ha, ha. Everybody laughing up. And then he'll get like to the end of the building and there's like a five foot gap between that and the next building. And he'll just jump across it nonchalantly. Then he'll go to the next one. And instead of jumping across it, he'll just like fall forward like he's fainting. And then like he'll he'll put his like hands on the fucking ledge of the other building and then pull himself up like like there's like there's a safety net down there. I it gives me anxiety to the to the, to the to like to, to the highest level because it's just like, dude, how stupid can you be? Do you realize one fucking slip up? One. And you're a fucking pancake. You you do get that, right? And it, it like watching these videos really disturbs me. But it's like a car wreck. I can't look away. I get that. You know what I mean? But like the fact that, you know, like I could be walking down the fucking street and I'll just trip over my fucking feet, you know, and I'll, I'll nonchalantly turn it into a jog to make it look like I didn't trip. But what I'm trying to say is like I could be walking just in life, you know, and one, one, you know, one little mistake, like, like when I was going down the stairs and that step broke and I fucking landed on my ankle. How do you know that like, you know, the concrete of the fucking ledge isn't going to slip out from under you and then you're, you're done. And the fact that he's got that shit-eating grin on his face while he's doing it just makes me sick. So I really wanted to touch on that. Uh, just the people who sign up to do dumb shit. What kind of fucking world do we live in now? You know, the crate challenge, the fucking, you know, going into the uncharted waters, the whole fucking thing. Um, 
is is just nuts. But I wanted to squeeze that out just so I knew how much time I had for the get off my lawn segment. So here it is. Get on. Get off my lawn. Okay, so I normally, you know, obviously don't go after certain things <clears throat> because they're, you know, people are so fucking sensitive these days. But what happened in Loudoun County, Virginia, the other day is like it's enough. It's enough. I've had enough. Okay. I here's what I'm tired of. I am tired of certain groups out there that aren't necessarily doing the right thing, but if you don't follow their narrative, you are called something that you don't want to be called. You know, like if you don't follow what the media say and what the this this administration says, you're a racist. They just automatically label you a racist no matter what it is. You know, and you know, so like I said, I don't, I don't want it to sound like I'm starting a war, okay? But like, I'm, I'm using logic here. This is, I'm just presenting my opinion. It doesn't mean I'm anti anything. I'm just telling you this shit is wrong, okay? The letter police, okay. If you don't follow their narrative, you're a homophobe. That's what they call you because you know you, you don't agree with everything they said. Now listen. I know this is, is this is pretty cliche or whatever the case may be, okay? But listen, whatever you decide to do with your life, it's your life. I have nothing to do with it. I don't judge you. I don't, you know, whatever it is. You want to be gay. You want to be trans. You want to be bi. You want to be go knock yourself out. Have a blast. You know what I mean? But like, you got to stop with the trying to ram your agenda down everybody's fucking throat, okay? People are getting tired of it, and nobody's saying anything about it because you guys are going to come out and bully them and call them fucking homophobes, okay? And that's not the case. See, <clears throat> the thing is, you know, your big thing is, you know, we have a voice. We need to, we need to have our voice heard, and, you know, we, we need our rights. What rights are you speaking of that you don't have? I'm being, I'm, I'm, I'm being dead serious. You know, what, what, what rights do, are, are you speaking of? You're allowed in the military. You're allowed to vote. You're allowed to, I mean, like, it's not like you go into a restaurant and they go, hey, gay, like, we don't allow gay people in here. Like, they don't do that. You know what I mean? So, so what rights are you speaking of, number one? And number two, this voice that you need to be heard is being heard for all the wrong shit. Give me an example, okay? Here's some fucking examples. So I'll, I'll get into Loudoun County, Virginia in a minute, but they say... You know, no matter what you identify as, which is bullshit, by the way, okay? There's there's male and there's female. Stop it with the fucking I identify as this and I'm a fucking I identify as a polar bear or a fucking guy. Whatever the fuck it is. You're a man or you're a woman. Not enough of this fucking plazies. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm, I'm a man. So they, they, they are advocating for a, um, a man who identifies as a woman but didn't get in, in a surgery. He, they didn't get the surgery can go into a women's room in public. Where In what universe does that make sense? Now, did you hear what happened in California a couple weeks back at the Oriental Spa? Grown man who identifies as a woman but didn't get the surgery walked into the women's dressing room and exposed himself in front of three eight-year-old girls and got and got an erection, by the way. Okay? Parents out there, if, that, if those three girls were yours, are you okay with this? Stop ramming your fucking agenda down our throat. Now, in Loudoun County, a fucking a guy wearing a skirt who identified as a woman went into a restroom and sexually assaulted somebody's daughter. 
This is stone cold wrong. You want to fight for shit? Like if, if you 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 put out something logical, I'll get behind it. I ain't getting behind this. This is fucking bullshit. What else? The, the fuck the the the, uh, the transgenders in, in in sports. So parents, you okay with this? Are you okay with your daughter has played basketball her entire scholastic career? Okay, she's in twelfth grade, and she's you know she's got a good good GPA. She worked hard all her life. All of a sudden, somebody gets the fucking you know somebody gets the the you know like I'm transgender who automatically have a biological advantage against these fucking people. And they come in, and because they play your daughter's position, and they have the biological advantage, she gets benched and loses her scholarship because this 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 guy's breaking all the fucking records in 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 women's sports. This isn't me being anti anything. I'm just stating fucking logical facts. This is bullshit, and it's got to fucking stop. Same thing with the woke. Same thing with everything. You know. But uh, oh, and also the other thing, and I, this is absolutely fucking disgusting. Okay. They're trying to make it so kids at a certain age have to decide whether they're going to get the operation or not or be gay or straight. That is absolutely fucking ridiculous, okay? You, like, I had my first kiss when I was 11 years old. From that day on, I liked girls. That, that It's because that's what my brain and my body told me to do, okay? I never got to a point where I was like, hey, you know, uh, like... I think, I think, I, I, you know, like you need to decide whether you're going to be gay or straight. No, I don't. That'll come natural. Trust me when, when I tell you. And, you. and you're not going to sit here and try and push that fucking operation. That, that's not just a choice. Like we don't, we don't just get to a certain age. Okay, choose if you want to be a boy or a girl. No, it don't work that way. There is humongous ramifications that come along with that. Hormonal, mental, emotional, all kinds of shit. It's not just something that you just do. And what do you think is going to happen with teenagers who are the most hormonal? It's the most awkward period of your life. And what happens when they get to a point where they don't feel like they fit in any group? Oh well, maybe I'll become a girl. That that'll maybe that'll impress people, and they'll completely change their life, probably for the worse, because you 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 need a voice and you need to be heard. Like I said, I have no problem with your lifestyle. I have no problem with anything. Stop ramming your agenda down people's throats and stop with all this nonsense all those all those things that i had just cited that are all totally fucking wrong i'm not a parent but all the parents out there listening tell me you disagree with anything that i just said i've had enough and people don't say anything because they're afraid to be called a homophobe the fuck out of here i've had enough with that shit and it's the same thing with facebook you know I, I told you guys a while ago about this fucking Mark Zuckerberg and watch out for this fucking dude, okay? And and, and all the things from the, the, that I thought of him when I saw the social network years and years ago were all totally right. You know, this guy built a multi-billion dollar global social network because a girl broke up with him. You know, and in the movie, when he fucks over that dude, Eduardo... You know, there's that scene where he come, where Eduardo comes from the airport, and then you know, and and he he sees that he's going to be weeded out because Justin Timberlake, you know, the Sean Parker thing, and so Eduardo freezes the bank account and Facebook crashes. And what does Mark say when he gets him on the phone? I don't care what you do, Eduardo. We don't crash ever. If we lose, if we if we crash, we lose all of our credibility, and we're not going to. So you're trying to tell me that in 17 years later that he actually let that thing crash for six hours and Instagram and didn't and couldn't figure it the fuck out. Get the fuck out of here. That's that. That was a cup. And then, then the whistleblower, the, the quote unquote whistleblower. Okay, this is what happened. This is what really happened. Okay, the whistleblower was planted there. Okay, whistleblowers end up dead or, or in jail. That's that's where they end up. You know what I mean? 
and you know he they whistleblowers don't end up on 60 minutes and she ended up on 60 minutes because they have a dozen other incriminating lawsuits against them right now and they needed to do a little scrub a dub dub that's why the fucking facebook crashed for 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 six hours and you're not going to tell me any different but i'm getting so sick of him too you know with this like you you, like you won't if you don't follow their narrative you end up in facebook jail facebook is a form of media and in the first amendment which i don't think a lot of people out there actually read the constitution you know your first amendment rights is freedom of speech but in that comes freedom of press Social media is a form of the press, and he is censoring it and restricting it. And oh, by the way, if you don't if you don't like say what they like, you end up in Facebook jail. What the fuck is that? But the thing that pisses me off the most is the vaccine shit. You know, people are like, you know, who who question the vaccine or you know question that they like they they pretty much put up a, a fact checker thing like, oh, how dare you question the science? Um, do you know what questioning science is? Science. That's what the fuck it is. Every experiment has a hypothesis, an observation, and a conclusion. And in the, in those three steps, you are you are supposed to do nothing but ask questions. That's physical science 101. You know what I mean? But you know, you put up a thing that doesn't fit their narrative because they're trying to get a message across to people and try and you know not expose them to things that they actually should be exposed to. You get put in Facebook jail and you get censored. I am just sick and tired of all the groups out there. And the same thing with the mainstream media and, and this administration. Like, oh, you don't like us? You're a racist. Because people don't want to, oh, okay, I don't want to be called a racist. I, I better shut the fuck up. You know? Well, I'm not shutting the fuck up, okay? I'm tired of this nonsense. And if anybody can't see it through it by now, I honestly, I feel, I feel terrible for you. I really do. Because I used to be that person that, like, when people question shit, I'd be like, oh, guy, will you just shut the fuck up? You know, stop it with the fucking, you're being lied to, or you know, you're not getting the truth. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. And the reason why was because I knew that I would have to actually do work, like research and shit that I didn't feel like doing. Like, you know, I didn't, or maybe I didn't want to know the truth. You know what I mean? But there are so many different things now. I swear to God, once you like actually dive into it, you'll be like, oh my fucking God, like I can't fucking believe this. Now, I haven't done reels in a while because I've had just so much shit to get to, but I'm going to do reels next week, and I'm going to show you one that will blow your fucking mind, um, and it's, it's, it's fucking fantastic. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just, I'm tired of it all. I'm tired of, like, we're, you know, we're, we're doing things like we just have to obey, you know, and everything that they do is they're conditioning you to do something else, you know what I mean? It's like the boiling frog theory. Like, if you put a, if you put a frog in uh you know, in, in lukewarm milk, all right, and you slowly bring it up one degree at a time, the frog's not going to realize, you know what I mean? But if you put that frog right into boiling water, that frog's going to flip the fuck out. Well, it's the same thing that's going on here. You know what I mean? Like that mask mandate, we knew masks were bullshit from day one, yet we wore them for 15 months because they told us to, and then we also found out through science that masks are bullshit. But what they were doing was they, they knew the, the end game was the vaccine, and that's what they really wanted to have everybody take. So what, so what did they do? It's the boiling frog theory. They used the mask mandate to condition you for the vaccine mandate. Pay attention to shit, man. I'm telling you, you will be, you will be liberated. Your, your eyes will, will be like, oh my fucking God, I can't believe this. Oh God, it's, sorry. I, you know, like I said, I normally don't like to get like this, but that thing that happened in Loudoun County, Virginia, I was like, enough, enough, I'm done. So I didn't mean <laughs> for, for this segment to be funny. Uh, but with that being said, that's all I got for you guys today. Um, and I, I, as always, I want to thank you guys here 
uh, for, for tuning in uh, every week or two. I'm going to try and crank one out for you guys next week because I got some uh, some shit that I didn't get to. And I'm sure I'll run into some <laughs> some other interesting shit along the way. Uh, you need to get a hold of me, crodpodcast at gmail.com, or you can get me on Facebook Messenger, text me, or call me if you have my number. Um, and I just want to let you know, C-Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. And um, again, I want to thank you guys especially for this week because, um, you know, my dad is just not doing that good. Um, he's been... Um, He's been in the hospital for about two weeks now. Um, he's fully vaccinated, but he's got COVID and he's got pneumonia, which uh, is not good, especially for a guy that's got uh, emphysema already. It's it's just not good. Um, so it's kind of therapeutic for me uh, to kind of get in here and, and, and do this because, you know, you guys make it possible. If I didn't have any listeners, obviously I wouldn't do this. But I mean, like, you know, you guys, you know, it's, it's definitely a good outlet for me. And I love spending my Sunday with you guys going to try and do it again uh next week i'm really going to try and you know make a more conscious effort to crank these out every week when i can but like i said two weeks will always be um the limit you know so again uh with that remember beat your kids (laughs) just for that last 20 minute segment alone beat your fucking kids man i'm telling you we got to change the course of fucking history (laughs) take care Yeah. <laughs>